welcome back to Windy City Cycle Squad Sports Show. In the studio tonight, I got this dude is one of my favorite warriors of all time, whether he know it or not, one of my favorites. He goes above and beyond keeping the Warriors alumni community strong. I look at my man as a renaissance man, a person with many talents and areas of knowledge. We declared this month Warriors, this is Warriors Month. Welcome to the studio, my man, Keith Goose. Yay! Keith, Keith! Thank you for coming through, bro. Thanks for having me, Jay. It's a pleasure being here with you and your wife. My man, thank you, because I've been, when I, but Keith, when I called you, you always told me you was coming through, so I knew you was coming, and so I want to salute you for that, thank you, but I want to ask you this, like I asked all my guests, because like I said, it's been Warrior Month, how did you survive growing up in Inglewood? Well, uh, growing up in Inglewood, you know, it was, it was a lot different than, you know, it is now. When I was growing up in Inglewood, it was family orientated. You know, it wasn't like you see drive-bys, you see all the stuff that's going on now. Growing up in Inglewood, it, it wasn't as bad. You know, uh, I had eight brothers and two sisters. Mm. So, you know, it kept me out of the streets. And plus, I had a mother and father that reared me the right way. So coming up, you know, in Inglewood, it wasn't as bad as, as people say it is the way it is now. You know, you know, we played ball and, you know, we hung out. It was a family thing. Was coming to Inglewood, it was, it, it was togetherness, you know, oh, and, and, and the times was different. So growing up in Inglewood, it was it was exciting, it was fun, man. It really was. And I know you're a family man. God, I, I want to say this: God bless Mother Goosby, special person in my life. She, when I come back to house, she treated me like I was one of her sons, Keith. So what does family mean to you? But you know, what family means everything. Like I said, I come from a big family. So, you know, but everybody wasn't there. All 10 of us wasn't there at the same time. You know, we wasn't, we didn't have one of them big houses. So, but family's everything, you know. With family, you, you know, it, it, it rears you. It, it, you know, it makes you uh, a better person, makes you a whole. You know, and with my family and, and growing up, you know, we done everything together, you know. And, uh, you know, mom and dad, you know, they, they, they cracked the whip on us. So, like I said, uh, tree lights come on, I had to be in the house, you know. I couldn't rip them on the streets like, you know, my peers. I look outside, everybody out running around, and I had to be in the house. So, you know, it was a, it was a family structure for me, you know. It, you know, so my family was close-knit, man. I come from a loving family. We weren't perfect, but, you know, we was, we was the together family. What? Well, let me ask you this. Give me some of your best life moments back then and now, growing up. What were some of your best moments in life? Well, best moments in life... Like I said, growing up around there, growing up in Wentworth, I mean, just you know, uh, having you all, you know, as, as brothers, we you know, and yeah, you know, and, and, and coming outside playing ball, uh, like you know, I listened to Answer podcast yesterday. You know, you had people playing basketball, football, baseball. Yeah, people out there shooting crabs, drinking, but it wasn't no drive-bys. It wasn't no bad situations. So I mean, it was just a, a, a big. Uh, family, you know, dwelling. So, you know, and, and the good thing is that uh, everybody looked out for one another. You know, we, you know, we had our disagreements and misunderstandings, but at the end of the day, we went at it the next day and we back, back together again, like nothing ever happened. So, 
it's that structure, man, that we missed today in today's thing. So it was a beautiful thing. What were some of your challenges and how did you overcome them growing up? Well, uh, one of the biggest challenges is, you know, at that time, staying focused, staying in school, staying focused. You know, you you know, I went to Simeon, which a lot of people, some knew and some didn't know. But then, mm -hmm. being at Simeon, I missed my guys because everybody went to Robeson. So coming over from Simeon to Robeson, it was a challenge just to stay in school. So now, because I'm with my guys every day, so we hanging out, ditching school, kicking it, and you know, uh, not really being focused, and, and then just seeing, you know, I was sports orientated, but when I got to high school, I didn't have that feel of playing sports. I just wanted to hang out. You know, I wanted to be the cool cat. You know, I wanted to just hang out with the fellas. So, you know, and that's one of my challenges. I wish I could go back and change and say, be a little bit more focused with school. Let, let me say this about you. Let me say this about you, Keith. I've been knowing you a long time, bro, and I watched you a long time, whether you know it or not. I watched you when y'all used to, you and your baseball team, your brother Paul, I think his name was Young Blood. Y'all would come up to Wentworth. And played behind the school on the on the on the on the uh the gravel, yeah, on yeah. The gravel right there by 70th and Morgan. I would watch you guys play, man. Yeah. And that was the inspiration to me. These guys playing little league out here in the back of Wentworth. Yeah, that was some of the Speak fun times. Speak on them days, Keith. That was some of the fun you times. Like I, said, I remember them because, like I said, you know, uh, that was a block. See, I didn't come up to Wentworth until later on, until I got in seventh grade. So I could come off the block in seventh grade because now I can move a little bit. But when them cats uh, on the block, we used to come up to school and play ball. Y'all had a shorter baseball yeah, we had, team, yeah. kid. It, it was like a family block. So I couldn't come up there by myself. So we had to come as a whole, you know, the whole block. And we would come up there and play and stuff like that. So, you know, doing that, man, it was, it was fun times to come up there. Keith, you have always been an inspiration to me. I want to sit here and share that with you right now, my man. Thank you for coming out. I appreciate out. that, man. And thank appreciate our guests me. in the studio. I know my man got a question, but I just want to say this. You have always been an inspiration to me. You took on to me as like your little brother. Yeah, And yeah. I really appreciate that. And what a lot of people don't know, that, man, we used to hang out a lot, man. We used all to, the time. We used to hang out a lot, Jay. We, we used to go all over the city yeah, and, and yeah, beat niggas yeah, in basketball. Yeah, and I used to come over. Your grandmother would you know, treat me like a... Uh, I was her son and stuff, and come over there, and cause her and my mom was good friends in church. And church, and a lot of people didn't know. And then they don't know I that. remember when, when you went away to college, and I was standing outside the door, and your father and your grandfather was taking you to Bradley, and you like keep getting the car, come on, go with us. So I end up. People don't know. I took you down to college. Yes, you know, you your did. first year of college, I rode down I there with you, that. went to your dorm, helped you set up. And then, you know, we kept in touch. You used to write me. As you then I came out to your basketball game. Me and Kurt caught the bus down in Bradley. Yeah. So, you know, we had some fun times together, man. Then we used to work out, lift weights on my porch. Man, you spent a lot of time. And a lot of people don't know we had little motorcycles together. So we had you. scooters together. Hey, <laughs> you, you mentioned the time y'all came down to Bradley. Hey, mate, they come down to Bradley. Him and Kurt. And at that time, you know, you got the strollers. They would be pledging for different fraternities. Right. So, Keith and Kurt was running across the art. They was running across our apartment grass. And I thought it was some strollers. <laughs> yeah. Not knowing these were guys yeah. from Chicago yeah. coming down here to come, Keith. Coming down here to Keith and Jay. You remember yeah, that? I remember that. We were, Kurt came, yeah, right? we were running across the field. And Jay was looking outside. Through the table. Look at these two niggas. Yeah. He got out of that weekend. 
And they, uh, they was having a fraternity party, so we came out there to kick it and hang out with Jay. And he was like, "Make oh my God, yeah. run across the field. Yeah, we had good times, man. We coming out there and kicking with you, man. It was, it was some fun times. We, we had good times, Keith. And let me say this, though. I don't know if you remember this, Keith. Growing up, man, I would always watch you, whether you knew it or not. And one thing I said about Keith, he played sports. That's the guy I want to connect with. And eventually we connected because I joined the team at a young age. But another thing about Keith was the sharp dresser. He was always coordinated in his fashion. The nigga was sharp. Not to call him a nigga. You understand what I'm saying? But he was sharp. And all of him, Tony Clark, they... Yeah. And can I speak on the Keith? Yeah. You know, he was yeah. always... Yeah. And I love that about him. I'm like, this is a guy I'm looking up to. And he like dapper. But, I love this. But you know not, what I'm but, saying? But not to just, you know, uh, swear away from that, but with you, man, you know, we had a lot of, you know, aspiration and respect for you, man, because when we played ball on our eighth grade team, you was the only underclassman that played with us, and you was in sixth grade, man, and we was like, who is this little young cat on our team? You know, the only sixth grade playing with the eighth grade, and you would actually get in the game before anybody else. You know, Miss Steve would be like, Jay, get in the game. And we like, man, you handing the ball to the little sixth grader. And what people don't know, man, you was a, a prodigy basketball player at sixth grade, man. And you used to hold your own. And, man, you was, I'm like, man, we ain't finna listen to this little young cat. But, man, you, you know, you, you kept us in line, man. And, uh, man, we had a lot of respect for you, man. And every neighborhood had that one guy that everybody champed around and kept out of trouble that we say, Jay is the guy. We ain't gonna let Jay get into this, get into that, because you, we knew that you was the man that we said, hey, he gonna go to the next level and do some good things, man. So to see you come up to that point, man, it was it's, it was a blessing for us, man. And let me speak on that team. Let me speak on that team too, Keith. I enjoy playing with you guys. I learned a lot. Like I said earlier when we was talking, I was just like the little nerd on the team. I was happy to be a part of playing with you guys. You guys. Y'all weren't arrogant, but you y'all that team y'all was confident and y'all knew what y'all could do, and I was just happy to be on the team, baby. Yeah, but we was playing yeah. with these guys. We was I'm thirty, like, man. We was thirty and two, but you was a big part of that thirty and two because you played more. So all our team was consist of eighth graders. You was the only sixth grader, but you played more than the guys that was on the bench. That's the coach had a lot of respect for you, man. He he had a knowledge of the game, and he's like Jay. You know, he'll sit on the bench and he'll tell you this what not to do. And you was learning the game at a, at a young age, man. And we was like, wow, man, it, it, this guy got to be special in order for him to put him in the game at crucial times, man. So that was a reflection of, you know, how, you know, uh, you was just good at what you was doing. Man. And you was a good listener, man. You, you know, you, you was a good, you know, listener of the game, man. So well, Keith, I had, I had good teammates in you all. I learned from you all. And like you said, I listened. Let me ask you this, bro. What Coach Stevens mean to you? Man, at that time, Coach Stevens was like a father figure. You know, because most of the cats didn't have fathers in the, in, in the home. And, you know, sometimes you can have a father in the home, but he really ain't a father. Like my father. My father was there, but, you know, he was a working man. You know, and at that time, he didn't come to the games. So, you know, Coach Stevens was pretty much like a father figure to all of us because 
you know, he, you know, would teach us a lot of life lessons, man. And, you know, he tell us how he got drafted by the Pacers. And, yeah. I mean, he and taught us a lot, man. And he was real disciplined on us because he saw things in us, man, that, you know, that, you know, he saw greatness in us. And he knew some of us was going to make it, some of us wasn't. But he, he taught us a lot, man. He did. So he was, he was a, he was a great man to, to, to learn by, man. And, and he was fair. You know, he didn't, he was, uh, fair. He was yeah. fair. He didn't, he didn't, you know, he wasn't uh, funny acting towards us. Any questions from the audience? I have a question. <clears throat> Keith, what you were saying about Inglewood was a founding community. As one of the pillars, what I mean pillars, you're one of the big brothers in the neighborhood. In Absolutely. The neighborhood. You know, and I want to say that during that time, during the 70s and 80s, what did you do to inspire some of the young guys that were under you that was trying to move to the next level? What advice did you give them? Because I was one of your little brothers, and, uh, and I looked up to you, and I saw some of the things that we have talked, and, and you told me about the things, and you shared the things about careers, and when, even when I was going to go to the service, you remember, when I was going to go to the service, you were one of the guys that told me, Wes, that would be a good thing to do, because mm -hmm. you and Tim, y'all talked to me and said, hey, I think that would be a good thing for you to do. So what advice you gave to some of the other young, other young guys that was growing up in the neighborhood? Mm -hmm. Well, great question. First of all, I would tell some of the cats, don't be like me <laughs> at times. Because, hey, at that time, Papa was a rolling stone. You know, but so, you hey, was always standing yeah, up. Always stand up yeah, I would stand up, man. But, you know, I didn't always, you, you know. You stood up for the community. Yeah, I did. But, man, I would tell cats, hey, man, don't be, do not do this. Don't do this. I would be on the court. But at, after the courts, and I was running around and doing this and doing that. And, you know, had kids at a young age. But... At the same time, man, you know, I learned to uh, be responsible at a young age, too, being a father. So, you know, and that was one of the things I would try to tell the cats, you know, don't don't jump to something you're not ready for, you know, and take on that responsibility. And, and then plus, you know, uh, learn to respect your elders. And I would tell some of the young cats around there like that because we had to respect ours. We couldn't do a lot of stuff because we had people around the neighborhood watching us. And man, I had disciplinary parents, so... I would tell some of the cats, you know, follow your dreams and, you know, just do what's right, man. Because, you know, we was told, some of us, that I mean, y'all ain't going to mount out to nothing. Y'all going to end up in jail. Y'all going to do this. And we proved them wrong. Ben, Dave, myself. I mean, we was rough riders. Mostly all of us. It was 22 of us. So we was, we was rough. We called ourselves the 7 old Boss Pimps. You know, but there were, we wasn't pimps, but it was just a, a name that stuck with us. But, you know, we did adolescent things. But... As we got older, you know, we had to grow up, you know, and, and most of us did. And all of us became fathers, so and all of us had jobs, and the people that told us we weren't going to amount to nothing, now we look back and say, how you like us now? Like Kumo Disa, how you like us now? Because we were career guys, you know. I was blessed to have a job almost 30 years at Blue Cross and Blue Shield, you know, to have a good job, a good career, and most of us did. So it was a blessing to... To see ourselves, you know, uh, mature we come a, a little long better. Way. We come a long way. Keith, let me ask you a question. <clears throat> uh, I've been involved in a lot of the interviews from a lot of you guys that are from Inglewood as myself. Uh, and I didn't know a lot of you guys, but I've seen a lot of you guys because I'm much younger. But at the end of the day, what does it make you feel like driving through the neighborhood today? The neighborhood that you guys used to play in the playgrounds. You know, play all these sports and you can walk through the neighborhood and then have to look over your shoulder. When you ride through the neighborhood now, how does it make you feel? Well, it's, it makes me feel sad because 
looking around and everywhere you go, you, you see a, a, a vacant lot. You see a, an abandoned house. You know, the courts ain't like it used to be. You know, we used to go out there. We used to be out there from sun up to sundown all night long. And, oh, yes. hey, we used to drive Jay, grandmother, them ragged over there, bouncing that ball all night and, you know, loud music. You know, but it was a, it, you know, we was together as one. But now you go around there and see a lot has changed. You know, a lot of killing. You know, uh, just, you know, it, 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 the atmosphere is not the same anymore. And, you know, I'm still back around there. You know, I get up and I, you know, I try, go outside my house and I clean the blocks. And, you know, when I walk through there, you know, sometimes it brings a tear to my eye because this ain't how I grew up knowing this. And I never thought it would be this way. And they say Inglewood is, is coming back. It's on the uprise, but it's never going to be the same as, as, as the ones I once saw. And back in the day, we was always told, never grow up too fast because once you do, you can't get them years back. Mm. And at that time, I didn't listen. I didn't know what they were saying. But now I look back, the years went so quick. Now I'm really like, man, I wish we had camcorders and videotapes back then to record, to, to record some of the stuff we did, man. So let me ask you this question. If you had one blessing to give to Inglewood, what would that do? What would, you, what would that be? My one blessing to give to Inglewood is that we come together as a whole and everybody respect where they live. Everybody had to understand the history of Inglewood. You know, that, that people laid the foundation uh, for Inglewood. Inglewood is not Inglewood anymore. You know, we got labeled as, you know, city of Chicago as Chirac. But every time you turn around, you know, I talk to people and they're like, man, I don't want to go to Inglewood. I want to. And that hurts my heart for them to say stuff about the place that I grew up at. Mm -hmm. And the one thing I would want them people to know is come to Inglewood because you got some great people that came out of Inglewood. Keith, I, I, that was excellent, man, and great questions from the audience. I, I know you as I know you like to travel. One of your favorite places to go, I think I want to say Dallas, but then I want to say Florida. But uh, share with the share with the listeners some of your favorite places to travel. Well, lately it's been Hawaii because okay. I've been three times to the NFL Pro Bowl. But Florida is my my ultimate place, because I love going out to the Universal Studio in Disney, but like you, New York is your home. It's, just, it's the place that you love that I've never been. You got to so, go with us, man. Because when I tell we people... We try to go to a game you know, now. Yeah, when I tell people that... I, I done traveled a lot of places. I know. And when I tell people I've never been to You're New York, traveler. everybody be like, you ain't been to what? I said, no, I ain't never been to New York. I done been to California. I done been to a lot of places, a lot of islands here and there, a lot, of, but never been to New York. So I made a promise to myself. When I go to New York, I'm going to make sure that I let you and your wife know so y'all can be my chaperone around New York because I definitely need to go to New York. And on that note, we're going to take a short break. We're going to thank our sponsors, our studio guests, and we'll be right back with my man, Keith Goosby. That was awesome. Welcome back to Windy City Cycle Squad Sports Check. We got special guests in the audience tonight. Yoli and Wes, but we got yeah. the main, we got my main man, one of my favorite warriors of all time, and he's a renaissance man, Mr. Keith Goosby. Welcome back to the show, bro. Thanks for having me back, Jay. Keith, I, I, I want to ask you, I know you like, you, you love sports like I do, and I know one of your favorite teams, I, I think I know a few of your favorite teams, 
But I, I want to speak on one right now, the Dallas Cowboys. How do you see their season progressing this season? Well, they got to sign Zach back. Uh, they got to uh, get Ezekiel back. I mean, hopefully they'll make the playoffs. That's what I'm looking at. Super Bowl, uh, it ain't in their cards right now, but they got a good defense, you know, and uh, they got a good offense. So I'm, I'm looking for them to do some good things, hopefully win the division. So, you know, I'm a Cowboys fan, so... I know that. You know, I'm looking for them to win their division, make the playoffs. They'll be in the playoffs. Good team. I, I, you always supported it. You always supported the winners. And I, we we get back to the Cowboys, but one thing I do know about Keith, and he correct me if I'm wrong, you say, Jay, you wrong right now. Keith loved Magic Johnson. He was a Lakers fan. Now, I don't know how he feel about the free agency this year, but I want to get off into that. What you think about your Lakers? Well, yo, I don't know if they're your Lakers now, but tell, speak on the tell the audience about the free agency this summer. What you think about that? The duos, the combinations that was formed this summer. Well, first of all, I, I've been a diehard Lakers fan back when they had Kareem, I know James and Worthy, Kareem. Worthy, I know that. Yeah, yeah. so I wasn't wrong, so, right? So I'm a big Lakers fan. That's my and, man, uh, you know, they fell off, but I still, you know, I'm a Kobe man, so I still was, you know, cheering for them. And then when they got King James. That just took it to the next level. And then now he got help. Anthony Davis. And they got a lot of veterans. Boogie so, Cubs. Yeah, Boogie. They, you know, Green. They got Avery Bradley. They kept Rondo. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking for them to, uh, I'm looking for them to come out the West. You know, okay. I'm looking for them to come out the West. You know, so. And uh, my man, he, 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 uh, he mad. King James mad. He mad. He set out to play out this year. So. He had time to yeah, rest. He had time to rest. So, I'm looking for MVP season out of him. So, I'm looking for my legs to go to the finals. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. What man. about the other duos in the East? You got Durant and I, uh, Irving. Kyrie. Kyrie. Well, in you know, they got, they, got a, they got a year to wait on Durant. They got a year to wait on him. Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, Jay brought to my attention that, you know, Kyrie. Kyrie will bring him yeah, by he, himself. He, he said he's going to bring him by himself. But I, like I told Jay, he I, said Milwaukee. I, I think Milwaukee, you know, uh, I don't think Toronto because losing Kawhi Leonard was, 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 was a big blow to them. But I, I, I like uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia, you know, going to do some, some, some good things, you know. But so, they, Jimmy Butler went to Miami, Keith. Yeah, and Miami going to make the playoffs. You know, uh, D-Rogue went down to Detroit. Hopefully he'll make them better. I mean, you know, uh, so, I mean, you know, Philadelphia looks good, man. And I like Boston with Kimber Walker. So it's some promising stuff that, uh, you know, in the East, you know, it's up for grabs right now. What do you see your Bulls? What, what, what do you see your home team coming in at, the Chicago Bulls? Only thing the Bulls got good going for them is the All-Star game and shit that uh, we going to go. Okay. <laughs> That's the only thing. Okay. I mean, you know, they got Zach Levine. They got some good young players. They're the point guard out of North Carolina. You know, that's that's promising. You know, they, you know, and then Carter come back. But I think the Bulls are a couple years away. A couple years away. Keith, what do you think about the connection of James Harden and Russell Westbrook? What do you think they're going to do? Like me and Jay spoke on the earlier, neither one of them play defense, and they ain't got a defense, so they gonna put up some points. But maybe they may fool us with a, with a good chemistry. They play once to, before together, so you know, hopefully they they'll do some good things uh, uh, over there with uh, with their team. Maybe you know they'll gel together, but I don't see them going to the finals. They'll make the playoffs. Well, I know you guys talking about basketball and football, and you mentioned your Dallas Cowboys. He loved the Cowboys. Know, I'm from Chicago, diehard Chicago fan. What about them Bears? Well, you know, I like the Bears. 
you know, this is uh, Trubisky's, you know, I think, what, third, fourth year. But this will make a break season for him as far as their quarterback. Uh, they got good good defense, great defense. You know, I love Cleo Mack, you know. So, I think they may win a division, you know. Uh, they're going to they gonna give it to the Packers and, and, and the Vikings. But I like oh, the Bears. Packer fans up there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like the I like the Bears. I think the Bears go. You know, uh, he's alive. <laughs> if, if 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 a man play, uh, he'd be healthy. You know, Trubisky, and they got some receivers, and I, you know, I look for the best. They got a tough schedule, but I, I look for them to make the playoffs, win the division. Keith, you shared with us earlier when we was outside about the uh, boot camp you about to enter. Can you, what are you doing to stay healthy and? Uh, Staying fit. Can you speak on the boot camp you talked about earlier? Yeah, I, uh, some of my friends uh, went to, uh, signed up for this boot camp. They have been going, and I saw it on Facebook that some of them lost 30 and 16 pounds. And this out here in South Island, I forgot the name of the place. I think it's called Gaza or something like that. But uh, I said I wanted to you know, sign up for that because basically, you know, I haven't done much to stay, you know, uh, healthy and stay fit. You know, uh, it's been a challenge for me, you know. Uh, especially health-wise, and that's what I want to do because I lost two dear brothers. You know, one had a heart attack, which is Tony Clark, and I lost uh, my brother Ben, you know, uh, to cancer. So that that was uh, a big blow to me, and that kind of woke me up to realize that, you know, I, I just need to, you know, get myself together and stay fit. And I was going to, you know, buy me a bike this summer, but, you know, my schedule didn't allow me to, to do the things I want to do as far as being part of the cycle squad. But... I said I'm taking it to myself to get me a bike and ride out next Saturday with you all and honor your sister, my Sharon, man. which was my girl, you know, Sharon. She, she loved you. Yeah, that was my girl, you know, uh, we was in, in class together, so, and, and you doing that in her honor is, is a blessing, and uh, that's a beautiful thing, so anything that you got in, in that aspect, I've always supported you in anything that you yeah. had on that level, so. I'm going to give me a bike, and I'm, I'm going to take my time and ride. Now, if I get tired, and I'm going to flag me a cab down, and I'm going to put my bike in a cab, and I'll beat y'all at the fountain, and then I'll, I'll take the cab back to Larry Beater. You know, I, I, I'm going to do so much. Okay, let me explain to you about the ride out for Sharon that we're doing next Saturday, July 27th. We're meeting up at Larry Beater, and we're going to take off about 8 o'clock. We're going to make it more of a scenic route going. We're going to stop at the museum. We're going to take some pictures and give people time to take, you know, a rest. We're going to leave the museum. We're going to stop at the clubhouse on 47th, give people another opportunity to rest. We're going to stop on 31st, take some more pictures because we got T-shirts, so we're going to be real uniformed out there. So we want to take pictures just to kind of be able to restore the whole memory of her ride out because uh, this is near and dear to my husband, and we want to make sure that we have those memories you know, established so that we can look back on it from time to time. After we leave 31st, we're going to stop on 22nd, take some pictures in front of a little waterfall down at McCormick Place. Then the museum, then we at Buckingham. Now on the way back, you're going to watch these two fools here get out there and ride like they in uh, land. Sweet Like it's Tour de France, <laughs> you know. Sweet uh, on the way back, it's on you. Take your time. Roll how you want to roll. It's not a race. It never has been. When we go out there, uh, everybody ride at their own pace. It's just that when you're competitive, they go hard. But not me. I take my time. I enjoy the ride. And it's a very nice scenic ride. So that's what we're doing, Keith. So no okay. worries about having to get an Uber or anything like that. Like I told Jay, <laughs> like I told your husband, I, 
I may give me a Divi bike and ride it. So then I know I'll be behind because that bike, that Divi bike ain't got number one speed. So y'all may look up and say, where Keith at? And uh, shoot, y'all probably be back at Larry Beat and I'll still be trying to get to the five by that time. So, hey, I'm going to show up. How many Divi bikes are out? I, uh, yeah, they ride them. I'm gonna show up and give them all. Just okay. don't pass us up on a Sedgeway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Keith, we are gonna take this back. You know, from coming from being a playground legend, a Wentworth. You went from being a playground legend, at Wentworth, to Corporate mm -hmm. America. Mm -hmm. You landed a great career in mm -hmm. Blue Cross and Shell. What would you try to tell the young sisters and brothers in Inglewood? What message would you try to send back to them? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, first of all, find your passion. Find something that you like doing, whatever job you do, you know, uh, find your passion and go work and be the best you can be, learn as much as you can. You know, when, when, when I first got in corporate America, I was young, I didn't know nothing, hey, I didn't know anything about what Blue Cross was about. I just looked at it as a job to, to earn a check. And I looked up, it was five years. I looked up, it was 10 years. I looked up, it was 15 years. I looked up, it was 20 years. The next thing you know, it was almost close to 30 years. So, you know, it's been great. It, it took care of me. It took care of my family. So, But I would tell the young kids, if you find something that you're passionate about, go at it, work hard, come to work every day, listen, try to learn it as best you can, try to grow at it, and, and, and take advantage of, of, of what a job has to offer you, no matter what it is. You know, if it's working at McDonald's and you feel you like it, Try to be the best. Try to become a management. Try to own your own one day. I mean, it's up to you, you know. You have to do what's best for you and what fits you. And you to know? add to that, Keith, you know, you guys, again, are such a close circle, you know, coming from Inglewood and all you guys attending Wentworth and, you know, being categorized as these warriors as you guys are. You know, I also think that what you guys could probably offer these young people nowadays is, forming those brotherhoods, just being around people you can trust that got your best interest at heart, you know, because I think a lot of them don't have that, you know, they don't have that support from their fellow brother or even from their family. So they tend to look and find, you know, sources that are not always the best sources and they get into a lot of trouble. Yeah, a lot of brothers in a lot of serious trouble, like they don't have a future because they didn't made mistakes that now they can't recover from. And that's a good that's a good point you just made because that that's the one thing that I, I I'm kinda disappointed in a sense uh with uh our group of guys that we're not pushing the the the, the envelope on, you know, going out there trying to grab hold of some cats, you know, trying to I, a lot of cats stay away from Eaglewood. A lot of cats mm -hmm. stay away from coming back, giving back. And, and I think that, you know, we we, we, we only a, a small group that can make that change. But if, if, if they see a few of us acting interest, interested in what they're doing, we could only just tell them, hey, you know, don't do this, don't do that. Only from experience and what we went through. If we could try to reach even one or two guys to turn the other corner to do something right, we saving somebody. But I, I don't think that that, that mentorship is, is there enough out of some of us. You know, we're we, we not there like we should be. It's a lot of us that came from that area and came and did some great things that we should be giving back more so mm. than what we do. And a lot of people stay away from that. Like, hey, I'm not there no more. I'm worried about what I'm doing. And I mean, it, it, it's not a good thing. It's not a good look. So 
I think some we we we, we got to do something to try to order to give back. You know, uh, you know, we got guys. If you a barber, get free haircuts. Try to do something. Try to give back. I understand this is your profession, this is your business, but we got a lot of guys that can tell some stories and try to save somebody. So I think us as a whole, we need to we need to do our part. Even me. So and I'm willing to take on that responsibility to, to make sure we do that. Well, well, Keith. You, like I said earlier, you're a renaissance man. And on behalf of Windy City Cycle Squad, we want to thank you for stopping by. We really appreciate this interview. I want to ask you, do you have any encouraging words you can share with our listeners? The one thing is stay true to yourself and stay true to others. Mm -hmm. You know, And it's Thanks a platform you, like this that you and your wife have created to put it out there. To put the awareness to say, hey, you know what? We only on this earth for a short period. My man. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. But the bond and the, the love we have for one another is more powerful than anything. So if we come together as one, you know, this one word thing, we say it's a family. But sometimes family don't always stick together like we should. So I was just like for us to just continue on doing what we're doing to stay as a whole and to stay strong, just like you and your wife had the, the homeless coat drive thing to give back to people. That was, that was a beautiful thing, man. You had people that came out only because of the simple fact that it was a good thing to do, and then plus it was you, Jay, and it was your wife. So they came out to support you all. You see what I'm saying? Stuff like that needs to continue. Not just the one time. Y'all didn't do that to show recognition to y'allself, to right. say, look what we're doing. Y'all right. did that because... This is y'all passion. This is what you all believe in. So heart. if we continue to do that and learn together and, and, and give, man, we, we can make this thing a, a big thing instead of every year coming to a picnic once a year to show our face. And then after that, everybody going on with their merry way. Mm. That's not the way a warrior is. The warriors just don't do that. Speak we got to learn truth. how to give back and, and, and do much more than what we're doing. I think my man Wesley got a, a last question for you, Keith. I have to that. If your brother Ben and Tony was here, what would be their last word they would say to everybody? Mm. I don't know. Ben would say something outlandish, uh, you know, you know tell what, but he would say something true to the heart because that's how he was. Mm -hmm. He would say something true to the heart. Tony is a little bit soft spoken. He laid back, so Tony just would go with the flow. But I mean, both of them, uh, they was gone too soon. But they love Eaglewood, you know. Ben was the most gifted athlete to me. Ever Grace Wentworth, you know, the, the boy was just gifted in, in every way, and he was smart, you know, but again, these are the kind of people we have at Wentworth and surrounded Wentworth, and Jay, your wife touched on something I didn't even know, I thought she went to Wentworth, and she didn't, you know, and, and living in the area, she didn't, but again, we come together as one to try to make things positive for everybody. And not just on one picnic platform, but an everyday platform. So to do this, it was a pleasure to be here with you all. You know, because I listen to all your podcasts with every different Thank people you, Keith. and stuff like that. We and, salute you. you. Know, yeah, and I, I'm just glad to be a part of it. And I appreciate you all having me. I, before we get out of here, I got one last question for Keith. I got to ask Keith. Keith's seen a lot of basketball, Chicagoland area, and Wentworth, Inglewood. What's your top 10 at Wentworth? Give me your top 10 players you ever seen play at Wentworth. Well, obviously you, Ben, this guy named Richard Gibson, mm. this guy named Tony Henderson, mm. this guy named Big Head Molotti, 
you know, uh, Guy Rufus, you know, I got Charlie Smith, obviously Eddie Chapman. I mean, you know, it, it, you know, the list go on. You know, people like to throw myself in there, but because yeah, you, you was know, a smart ball yeah, player you know, for your but, size, dude, right? and you guarded, you guarded Keith. Let me say this: I'm gonna cut you. Eric Ball, Keith is a guard, but he guarded. The bigger people on the team, so I'm gonna salute you on that, bro. Yeah, and, and it's a hard listen, baby, because we had some great players come out of Woodworth, and that's what makes it so special, man. So it, it was, it was a lot of great players that came out of Woodworth that deserve to be be mentioned. So if I missed a few names, you, you in know, that old, yeah, you in my yeah. top ten. Well, I appreciate that, Jay, but and you always in mine. <laughs> Keith, thank you all for coming out. Like I said, I salute you, brother. You one of my favorites of all time. Thank you. I appreciate that. My man, Keith Goosby. Thank you, Jay. Yay!